This episode brought to you by Team Stripes Academy. Learn from some of the top officials in the world. Start today at TeamStripesAcademy.com. You're listening to the Team Strikes Podcast, the podcast for hockey referees. Each show, we discuss the world of officiating and find out that not everything is in black and white. Here's your host, Logan Bunn. Back to another podcast, episode 56. Uh, got a returning guest, actually, uh, came on earlier with us, Jordan Crable uh, from Massachusetts. Had a little conversation about communication and he wanted to come back can dive deep into it. So, uh, welcome, Jordan. Yeah, thanks for having me back on. It's nice uh, that you guys have a show that officials can feed off of and uh, take some things to improve their game. So, you guys got a lot of good things going. Yeah, we're trying to we're trying to build the community, whatever. And it was you actually reached out to us and and asked if you could come back on. And when Brandon told me about it, I was pumped. I mean, I listened to your podcast when it came out and then thought it was pretty good and pretty informative. So. Uh, I was pretty, pretty excited when I heard you wanted to come back. So, um, I mean, you want to touch on communicating with coaches and players, especially when they're kind of uh, angry, as, as I'd say. But and I, I thought it was a great idea. So, ask you a bunch of questions, try to try to help out the Team Stripes community, and hopefully, someone learns from this. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, that'd be good. <laughs> um yeah um at what point do you s- decide uh if you're talking to a coach whatever he's he's, he's kind of annoyed or annoyed or whatever frustrated with the game and uh what point do you give him a misconduct penalty like whether whether you know you're right or wrong that like there's got to be a line where he crosses where do you think where do you think you'd put your line yeah that's a tough one um growing up i used to be really uh heartbeat against the coaches I'd uh, oftentimes find myself getting in arguments with them, but um, over the years I've kind of adapted. And I think the first and foremost thing is you're going to want to let the coach know when and where that line is. Um, you're going to, you know, tell him when he's starting to cross it, him or her, you know, starting to cross that line. Um, you want to be realistic because obviously they're yelling or they're they're showing some emotion because they've got some perspective. Whether they're right or wrong, they've got a reason for um, their be, them being emotional. Uh, you know, I usually let the coach feel heard. You know, like I said, whether he's right or wrong, let him voice his concern. And uh, you know, at some point, if those emotions don't stop, you know, it might be time to let them know that you know enough's enough. And if that continues, you're gonna probably assess the penalty. A lot of times uh, people avoid assessing the penalty because they feel it'll just escalate the situation. But in all reality, if you don't assess that penalty for abuse, uh, you know, that those emotions are just going to continue and it's going to get worse. Um, the biggest thing that I strive for when talking to coaches, you know, is they understand me and I understand them. Mutual respect. You know, they're not always going to agree with things, but as long as they understand what you're doing and that it's your job, I think that's going to go far. Um, but at the end of the day, obviously, you want to stay calm and professional, and that's the one thing you can lean on. You know, putting yourself in a situation where your supervisor can back you up if if it gets to that point, and uh, just stay calm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, totally agree with you on that one. I 
I know you've, you've worked some leagues for, for a couple of years in the past. And do you feel, do you feel as the years you've worked the league, you've kind of gotten used to coaches and players, like they, they recognize you. Do you feel that as that time's gone on, do you feel it easier talking to those, uh, those certain coaches, those certain players from working the league so long? Yeah, absolutely. I think over the years, you, you have a chance to build relationships with coaches and players and you get to see them. And, uh, you know, there's a couple of players that I can name off right now. You know, there's a, a guy that I was fortunate enough to kind of build a good relationship in the Federal Hockey League, uh, Nick Wright. He played up in Berlin, New Hampshire for a while, uh, back when Berlin was a, a team in that league. And, uh, you know, we, we would go out there for warm-ups and we'd have a little conversation and a little rapport about, you know, how it, you know, the past couple weeks have been since I saw him last. And he could tell me right off the bat if he was looking to fight tonight or not. And uh, in the same retrospect, when he gets into that fight and I'm right alongside of him and I can tell him, you know, like, hey, Nick, enough's enough. You know, that's the line. We're good. You know, you got your shot in. You know, and that goes a long way with the coaches, too. You know, I, I worked in the Midwest for eight years before moving out to the East Coast. And uh, there's a lot of coaches that I got to see quite a bit, you know, the Midwest circuit being pretty small. And uh, there's a lot of times where I have good relationships with coaches and, and uh, they still will try push the line, obviously, when they're not happy about something. And, and that's when me as an official will let them know, like, hey, Mike, like, I get you upset, but now that's the line. Like, you're done. I heard you. We're going to move on. Um, but, yeah, I think absolutely after working in the league for a few years, you kind of get to, to develop that relationship and it makes it a lot easier. Um, when dealing with coaches and players that you know, yeah, no, like, um, going kind of keeping on with this. Sometimes, would you use some of those players that you do have a report with, like, to kind of talk to his team? Like, if you if you notice there's a player that maybe you're you don't necessarily get along with, would you use that player that you have a good report with to kind of go talk to him and and try to try to calm the situation down? Yeah, absolutely. There's um, you kind of know the players you can talk to and the players that uh, that aren't easiest to talk to, and you lean on them in situations like you're referring to, where you can go up to that player and you know you can count on them. Uh, so you know, going back on Nick Wright, I had you know times where I would go up to him and let him know, like, hey, can you go talk to PD? You know, PD's uh, PD's doing a lot of stick play. You know, if you, if that keeps up, you're gonna be sitting. You know, you got to talk to them before you're short. And uh, a lot of times that'll de-escalate the situation in itself. Um, but you kind of need to understand who you're talking to, whether it's a captain or um, you know an assistant captain. A lot of times there are players that are not wanting to talk. They're not in the right state of mind, whether they just had a bad game or, you know, last night they had a bad game. You kind of understand those players that you can get away with that. and. Uh, if used uh, in the right context, you know, talking to the players, saying, you know, hey, can you got to go talk to him. You know, talk to him. You know, you're going to be sitting here. Um, that will work for your benefit, I think. Yeah, like I, I totally agree. Honestly, like some nights you get a you know player that you're used to used to deal with, you might be having a bad night and stuff like that. No, I agree. But um, I mean. Every game, every game has different types of attitudes. You have some players that, like you said, that like to talk, some don't. Like, there can't be a set way to talk to 
Boom is like, do you have, yeah. do you have like um, a line you use sometimes to get to get into these players' heads or start a strike up a conversation? Yeah, no, I, I like joking around. You know, anybody who has worked with me or or knows kind of the way I work is I like to joke around a little bit um, and understanding when I can when I can joke around, but. Um, that's that's what I start with. I always joke around with the players. I'll skate up to them and ask them, you know, like, uh, how's the game going? You gonna get on the score sheet tonight or something along those lines? But you know, if it's if it's got to be a serious conversation, and I understand, like, they're upset, I'll just I won't beat around the bush. I'll tell them, hey, Nick, I understand you're upset, okay, but there's there's nothing that's gonna change here. You know, you got to put yourself in their shoes, whether they're they're upset or maybe they just have, they want to voice their concern. You know, a lot of times, as long as you hear them out and they feel heard, you know, that's all they need. That's all they want. They want you to know that, you know, they're concerned about something and uh, that's it. Um, you know, there's certain players that, that you can uh, talk to in different ways. Obviously, if, if the player is not wanting to talk, you're probably not going to go up to him and start a joke. <laughs> you're not going to go up to no. someone that just got sat and it's his first game in the league and you're going to tell him, hey, you're going to get on the score sheet tonight? You know, there's, there's there are certain things that you just don't do, but I think the biggest thing is just understanding the game you're in and, and who's in it, whether you've got a rookie kid skating that's obviously pretty nervous, uh, wondering if he's going to stay on the team or not, you know, maybe stay away from that. But um, every every game's different, and every player is going to be different depending on how you need to talk to them. So, um, yeah, it, it's it's tough, especially when you get guys that just don't want to talk. Yeah, no, uh, I I totally agree. Um, sometimes sometimes there's big calls on the ice. You have a coach that's angry. He wants an explanation, like. As a referee, you have to, sometimes you have to go talk to these coaches, especially if it is a big call. Like, do you have any tips for for the community, like on how to keep control of the conversation, how you approach it, stuff like that? Yeah, um, like I said earlier, you just want to stay calm, you know. And sometimes that's easier said than done. And then you got a coach swearing at you or yelling at you. Obviously, you know you might be handing out some penalties at that point. But no matter what, you got to stay calm. You know, in in my opinion. You're going to want to, uh, A, make sure, like I said, you're backing up your supervisor because oftentimes at the higher levels that you're going to have, you know, some coaches reach out to your supervisor and give them uh, their opinion on you. But as long as you're calm, you're professional, you don't say anything over the lines, you know, you're you're okay. But uh, I would definitely say it. Do not say, just calm down. Don't ever tell a coach to calm down. That's just going to escalate the situation. There's been a lot of times where I go up to a coach and I tell him, hey, just calm down. You know, I, I, I hear what you're saying and I don't even get the words out of my mouth and I can see he's already turning red. He's starting uh, to blow up on you. Yeah, no, that, that definitely doesn't work. And it took a while for me to realize that. But um, you got to understand why they're upset. You know, that's obviously they might not be right. They might not be wrong. But. You're going to want to understand why they're upset and why they're angry. Uh, and in any conversation you have with coaches, whether it's, uh, you know, you're throwing someone out or you're uh, waving off a goal kind of thing, you're going to want to make it brief. Uh, sometimes it's hard when they've got a million questions, but you're going to tell them what you see, what you got, 
and understand that they might agree, they might not agree, but then also understand when it's time to skate away and, you know, to cut that, that rope. Um, if they have something to say, you can listen to them real quick and tell them, you know, yeah, I see what you're saying there, but that's not right, you know, but that's not what happened kind of thing. And, and then just cut that rope and, and get the game going. But uh, every every coach can definitely blow up on you if you use the words just calm down. <laughs> keep, keep it on with the whole coach blowing up part. I know we're we're going a little off script here, but have you ever had a coach that's blown up you blown up at you at one point, or even a player maybe next time you see him, do, have they ever come up to you and apologized because they've had a little bit of respect for you? Have you ever had that moment? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I've had that a couple of times, actually. Um, and you kind of understand who the coaches are, and sometimes you can expect that uh, apology to be coming. But, no, I've had that where, um, you know, being going back uh, about the Midwest, um, out there, they do college series, so you go out for a Friday Saturday series, and oftentimes you'll you'll see a coach Friday night and then Saturday night as well. And uh, I don't recall the teams I had in the Midwest, but um, I uh, had a Friday night series. You know, um, oh, this was actually you know I do recall the series. It was Eau Claire and Stevens Point. Um, uh, both games were in Stevens Point. And, uh, you know, there was an offsides call that kind of led to the game-winning goal late in the third. And, uh, you know, they've got the old Claire uh, bench yelling at me that that was uh, offside. And, uh, you know, the game gets over and the coach is still yelling at me as they're they're uh, getting off the ice saying that, they, you know, that's terrible, you know, it's off, I'm going to show you the video tomorrow night. And, uh, you know, the night ends, uh, we go on ice for warm-ups and, uh, game starts. And I had a conversation, quick conversation with the coach for Eau Claire at the start of the second period, actually. And the whole first period went by and, uh, he, he waved me over to tell me that, you know, he saw the video from last night and I was right. You know, the play was onside and, uh, you know, he apologized. That's awesome. I know personally when, when there has been plays, I know when I've dealt with them and coaches, their players have come and apologized. Like for me, for me, I I love that. Like shows a little mutual respect. And I know definitely down the road, if uh, if a player, coach, same player, coach is kind of losing their mind, I have a little more leeway. I guess. I mean, I mean, sometimes when I'm dealing with coaches and players, you have a short leash with them because they kind of they kind of don't listen to you. They don't respect you. But if there's a player that does respect you. Sometimes I will, at least. I don't know about you, but give them a little more leash. Like, yeah, that's and something you, you kind of understand. You look at. You can give that leash to as well. You know, you're not going to give that leash just to anybody, but absolutely, you know, you kind of understand um, where you can give that leash in certain situations if they're going to come up to you and, and be realistic and apologize if they're in the wrong. Um, you know, sometimes. Uh, I like sometimes as a head ref, uh, you're refereeing the game, and maybe maybe your linesman does miss an offside. Maybe he does miss an icing. Like, kind of puts you in a bad spot. And I don't mean to crap on the linesman because because I am one, but I know there's been times where the coach has kind of lost his mind at the head referee and over something I've missed, and like put yourself in the head referee's shoes. How do you? How would you handle that? I would say, you know, you're never going to sell your partner out. There's been times where, 
you know, as a referee, I see that the linesman clearly missed an offside, and uh, I'm not going to sell my partner out. I just don't do that. I might have that conversation with a the coach saying, "Hey, I'll deal with it. I'll talk with them." Okay, take the pressure off your partner is what I would do, but. No matter what, I would never tell my partner out. I would have that conversation with my partner. Hey, what'd you see there? You know, or maybe even if I saw that it was offside or they missed something, I'll tell them, hey, you know, let's, uh, let's make sure we're on our game here. It looked off to me, but let's, uh, let's you know, sharpen up here. And vice versa, if, he, if the linesman did screw up or if your partner did screw up, whether it's a linesman or a referee, I would definitely leave it to them go over and apologize if they're in the wrong don't ever say yeah i know that was off i'll go tell them it was off you know you're not going to sell your partner out that just looks bad for you and it doesn't make you look good as a team on the ice um and and i know it's tough because sometimes those calls can be bigger you know and now you're you look bad for it but you got to be a team first and foremost no matter what yeah Yeah, exactly at the end of the day there's I, I know a lot of people always, when they're yelling at us, they're always saying there's there's two teams out there. Sometimes you give the classic, there's three teams, because at the end of the day, like no one else has our back besides the two other zebras or sometimes even three other zebras you have with you. So, um, I mean, sometimes I know in the younger, the younger minor hockey, as a kid, like what would you say to a kid that's that's refereeing a game and a coach is kind of yelling at him? Do you feel... He feels if the coaches kind of try to take advantage of the younger age kids. Yeah, all the time. I think any good coach out there would not. But it's sad to say, in my opinion and my experience, that's oftentimes not the case. Uh, you've got a coach understanding that you've got a rookie on the ice or a first-time guy. He's going to take advantage of that. And just, you know, if if you see that that coach is getting a little – too out of hand on on this new official or this young official. Uh, maybe just have a conversation with a the coach or b you know your partner saying hey don't let him get to you. You know this is this is your game. You know if he gets out of hand we can deal with it. Or you know if you're gonna have that conversation with a coach say hey would you lay off my partner? If you have a question you can address me. You know and obviously you're not gonna say that with every partner but if you've got a young kid out there, but you can get away with saying that to back them up because a lot of times nowadays there are these young officials getting on the ice, they're getting yelled at, and they're thinking, you know what, why am I going to continue to rep when every time I get on the ice, I'm just going to be screamed at, you know, and that's hopefully something that we're we're weaning away from, whereas these coaches are held responsible, and, and it all starts with the, you know, the veterans, I'd say, on the ice, sticking up for these newbies and these young kids out there that are getting on the ice. And if you see something, call it. Don't be afraid to call something. Um, that's all where it starts. And hopefully down the road, we won't have to have this conversation about about uh, coaches going off on these, these young kids. I think, honestly, I think sometimes coaches lose perspective of, of reality because because they just they just see the jersey. They don't, they don't realistically look at, hey, maybe I'm yelling at a 14, 15-year-old kid who's not even out of high school or whatever, like, and I'm some 40 year old bum coaching my son. Like, I don't know, but, um, like I know you're into development and like, how do you, how do you teach the young kids how to kind of like get through it? How do you, like, what do you say to these kids when they do 
do have issues on the ice or do you have any tips for them off the ice to kind of build their communication? Yeah, I, I think the biggest thing, which is easier said than done as well, is, you know, don't let it get to you. You know, it is a job. And at the end of the day, you're going home, you're taking your skates off and you're going home. Uh, but the thing that we're trying to teach on the East Coast here is, is if the coach is crossing the line, don't keep giving them rope. Bench them and boot them. You know, if they're not listening, get them out. Because that, A, eliminates the problem for that game. And B, now the next crew also doesn't have to deal with it. Because oftentimes what happens is, is these coaches are getting away with abusing these officials. And now the next game comes around. And it's another problem for the next crew that sees that coach. So don't be afraid to call these penalties. They're there for a reason. And they're there to protect us. And if we don't call it, it's just going to get worse. So as a, a level one or a new person, I'd say in a seminar, if I'm teaching that seminar, I'd tell them the same thing. Call the penalty. If you see it, call it. Don't be nervous to call it. Because I can tell you from all the supervisors that I've worked for, any abuse penalty that I've handed out, they've stuck behind it. And sometimes I'm right, sometimes I'm wrong. But I can tell you right now that they're going to stand behind you if you're feeling abused. They're not going to put up with it. So neither should you. No, like I, I, I think you're 100 percent right. I mean, I don't think it's said enough that that people will back back the younger kids up. I know from my personal experience as well, growing up, I started started at a young age. You have you have coaches and parents scream, and they do lose reality of what's going on. And I was never, I know, I was never told someone's going to back you up so you're kind of you kind of feel alone out on the ice and stuff like that like but but uh i guess i guess you're right with with everything like that uh kind of going back to, to the questions i i like getting off track on some, some random questions out there i think other spot but uh sometimes <laughs> i know i know you're not supposed to but i know as officials we're humans sometimes Sometimes you get a little like too emotionally invested in the game. It's a big game. You have some guy in your ear all night long, kind of, kind of yelling at you. And like, was there a time where you got too like, I guess, emotionally invested in the game because something happened? Yeah, there's there's a lot of memories as soon as you mentioned that. And there's a lot of games that come to mind, and, and uh, it's easy for me to refer back to games with. You know, a specific memory, you know, there's a lot of memories out there, but when you mentioned that, there's a couple that come, come to mind right away. You know, there's, there's been a game where I was bitten by a player in a junior <laughs> game. Uh, and I'm thinking in the moment, you've got to be kidding me right now. In the 12 years of me and I've never been bitten. And now I have. And you still have to finish that game. Uh, that's the first. Yeah, no, that's, uh, and that was recently. That was in the past year. <laughs> uh and you know there's been a time where up in berlin new hampshire after the first period i had beer dumped on me by a fan and you still had to go out and you had two periods left uh and you know there's going back to college in the midwest uh you see a coach friday night and saturday friday something happens and saturday you might you know have to carry on from what happened Friday night, you know, and it's a little tough when you know, like, hey, last night was a really bad night, 
but now it's a new game and you kind of got to turn the page. Sometimes it's easy for you to do it, but the coaches will still hold on to the previous game and let you know that, you know, last night you really screwed us or, you know, and it's tough. You know, it's definitely tough to consistently call the game when you're, you know, emotionally invested like that or something happened. Um, but that's what you got to do. And it is tough. There's no, there's no advice that I could really give except just stay consistent and call. Uh, back when uh, the Minnesota Junior Hockey League thing, I don't know how many years ago that was, um, but there was a time where I was in Michigan, and this team has yet to win their first franchise game. You know, they're zero and seventeen, and now they're going to time, right? And they're They've tied the game, they're in overtime, and they're on the verge of getting their first franchise win. And uh, at this time, this, you know, the stands are pretty packed for the size of the rink, and, you know, they're pretty pumped up. The home team, you know, the team that's 0-17, goes down in overtime, they score, and I'm waving the goal off to this, this team that's just about to get their first win. And, and I'm waving it off. It's a rough. Yeah, the place are up. You know, we've got the refuse suck chance going, everything. You know, you, the whole nine yards. And, you know, we got the high stick, so waving the goal off. And uh, we start the game back up. You know, and now the away team goes down with six seconds left. Scores a good goal. Oh. And I'm thinking, oh, no, here we go. You know, we're going to be escorted out of the ring tonight. But, uh, you know, it just gets worse. The kid that scores, you know, the six-second goal goes by the home team bench and gives them the finger. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy, here we go. I could, couldn't even get my riot pad out before the first punch was thrown. Both benches on the ice. And front and center in the crowd, you've got the high school cheerleading section. And I'm looking at all this as a referee thinking, oh, boy, here we go. And, what did uh, you get yourself mention, into? Yeah, no kidding. And not to mention, this is one of my first games back then as a, as a referee in juniors. And I'm thinking, oh, boy, this would be my last one. Um, but, you know, you have situations like that that you're going to have to overcome. And you just need to expect it, that you're going to have some bad nights. You're going to have some bad calls and some bad games. But it's all going to depend on how you move forward from it and what your next step is you know don't give in if a coach is yelling and and screaming about a call that's not being made don't call it just because he's yelling for it you know stay consistent because ultimately you're not trying to please that coach you're trying to please your supervisor you're trying to make sure that you're calling the game that he wants you to call so um that's just a couple memories. There's a bunch of, of other ones that stick out to me still. <laughs> do you ever feel this like you've had a game like that, like you just talked about? Do you ever feel discouraged? Sometimes you come off the ice and you just kind of like you look back and try to figure out where the hell did I go wrong? Like, did I go wrong? Or like, like what could have I done differently? Yeah, I've had that a couple times actually where, you know, you uh, oftentimes, you know, you're going to have a road trip where after you you take your stuff off and you pack it in the car, you might have a four hour car ride back to home base or wherever you're going next. And 
that whole four hour car ride, you're thinking about the game that you just got off uh, from. And you're thinking about your calls. You're thinking about um, the way that you address situations. And, and there have been a couple of times where I look back on calls and on those four hour car rides. And I'm thinking, man, should I, should I have called that differently? Um, and then I go back and I look at film. I look at some video and I uh, analyze it. And it's tough. Oftentimes you find yourself getting in your own way, trying to, to double think things that you've called. Um, but ultimately you're going to have another game. You know, you can look at video and you can feed off of things that you've done wrong as self-criticism, but you got to get back on the ice and maybe tweak it. Fine tweak something that you know you screwed up, take it into your next game. Um, you, really, you really can't overthink it because you know, you've got a long season, whereas if, if you think twice about a call that you just made, you're really going to beat yourself up over it. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's I'm, I'm definitely the same way. Um, one last question before, before I let you go, stuff like that. Uh, I'm, I know I do, but uh, do you have that one line that, that you, you always want to use to kind of like talk to a player, maybe a joke, maybe – Maybe a player's chirping you at, and you kind of want to chirp back. Like, what's what's the one line you might have to to use? <laughs> I don't know if I have one line. You know, I usually uh, situation to situation, I've got a couple, but um, usually it goes along the lines of, you know, hey, Petey, relax, I've got you, I understand it, I've got the penalty. You know, um, you know that's not going to be the same situation, but I try crack a joke. I try to tell players, you know, obviously my career ended as a player pretty early and now I'm repping. Uh, something along those lines. But uh, as far as a, a specific one-liner, I've got nothing. There have been times where I go up to, uh, and I keep referring back to Nick Wright because we have a pretty good working relationship. Um, where I'll tell Nick, Nick, I'm not a big guy here. Don't let me get in the middle of this. I'm not supposed to be breaking that fight up. Okay, I said, not at all. <laughs> Um, he'll usually have a little batter about that and joke around, but, uh, it's nice when you have those games where you can joke around, um, and vice versa. When, when you got to strap on those pants and have a rough game, <laughs> it's, uh, it's not the easiest, but, uh, joke around is definitely one way to lighten the mood. No, you're, you're, you're right with that. And always, I mean, I've always found it helps having one of those players that's always kind of on your side. You can. You know, always joke around with, especially in some of the some of the worst times. But uh, no, I I really appreciate you coming on and and kind of giving some insight into some communication, and, and it was great to have a returning guest. Yeah, thanks for having me back on. That was awesome. Thank you.